Hello again. How are you? This is Alice coming to you from Total Health Academy, where we talk about all things total health. So the last time we talked about uh, pre-diabetes, pre-diabetic condition is a problem that is very common in the world. About one in three Americans, because I only have statistics for America. One in three Americans have this condition. And the complications of it is that it can go on to become type 2 diabetes. So we definitely want to stop it. Now today, we have another problem that is very closely related to pre-diabetic condition, but all the same, it's a different problem. This one affects women of childbearing age, um, and it's fairly common too. One in 10 women has it. And uh, according to statistics, they say about 70% of the women who have it, they go through life suffering, but they have not been officially diagnosed. So that's why I'm making this um, podcast. But at the same time, the complications of this uh, condition is pretty severe. And so we want to stop problems before they occur. Um, that will be a better way to solve um, some of the issues that we deal with, mainly diseases, um, preventing diseases, and healing. So let's talk about... Um, Polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS. That is the short name for it. It is a hormonal disorder, according to what the scientists have come to find out. It is a hormonal disorder that causes uh, enlargement of the ovaries. Like I said, it only affects women. And what happens with the women is they are making um, eggs, but the ovaries are not releasing them. So that's why they look like cysts and the follicles, you know, they are not fully mature, so they never get released. And they look like follicles. Eventually, they, um, they end up being filled with fluid. So when the ovaries, uh, we take pictures of the ovary, for instance, in an ultrasound or MRI, they, they look enlarged. And they look like they have little grapes attached to them. Many, many grapes. So that's where the name comes from. Polycystic. Poly means many. Cystic is, you know, cysts. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. And anytime you hear the word syndrome, that means it's, it's a group of symptoms. And so most women will not always have the same symptoms, but they have similar symptoms a group of symptoms. So one in 10 women are affected and it's a complex hormonal condition uh, that affects the hormone levels and many, many other things. Today, I'm going to start with complications of this disease. And this is where I'm going to urge someone, if you have any of the symptoms I'm, I'm going to mention next, it is good to go to the doctor and get a good diagnosis because the complications of this disease are not good. So let's talk about the complications for a minute. 
due to the well i'm going to talk about uh, the symptoms later but due to the hormonal imbalance women may have trouble getting pregnant and sometimes when they get pregnant they may have complications during pregnancy that will be um, complications that you don't want um, your child to have especially if you're bringing a new life into this world you want them to have a good start at life uh, at, at all possible cost so if you have this condition just know that that is one of the complications um, problems getting pregnant and if you do get pregnant there's a chance of miscarriage or uh, baby being born with um, uh, congenital anomalies congenital anomalies is things that develop before the baby is born and so they are born already sick and with issues um, the other complication for this disease is long-term health problems like type 2 diabetes yeah you know pre-diabetic condition it can progress to become type 2 diabetes polycystic ovarian syndrome can put you at risk for type 2 diabetes and also heart disease and many many other problems like metabolic syndrome and you know metabolic syndrome is really the number one killer of humans because um metabolic sy syndrome means you have high blood pressure most likely you have high cholesterol the bad cholesterol is high the good cholesterol is low uh, you might have diabetes and you might also be overweight or obese that is a metabolic syndrome and that will put you right up there for heart disease and strokes and many other unwanted complications so the signs and symptoms of this disease is irregular menstrual cycle because the ovaries are making they're making they're producing the eggs but the eggs are not maturing and the eggs are not being released so obviously the menstrual cycle will be affected because it's also controlled by hormones um, excessive hair growth and sometimes the hair grows in places that you don't want it to grow like facial hair, um, other areas that you don't want hair growing, you know. And then some people lose hair on their, they have like male pattern kind of baldness. Now, remember this problem only affects women. So when a woman start having their hair thin on top of their head and start to fall out and become bald, it's not a, it's very distressing to a woman when that happens so excessive hair growth and sometimes the hair male pattern boldness um also acne is another issue um obesity is another issue amenorrhea is another issue this is where people don't get periods and when the periods come they are heavy um and i'm gonna talk about a the menstrual cycle in a minute to just tell you a little bit about it uh, also darkening of skin in body creases that would be like the back of the neck the groin under the breast under the armpits uh, the the skin becomes darker than usual um the menstrual irregularity that i was talking about it could be a whole number of 
the following conditions some absence of menstruation abnormal menstruation where sometimes you don't get anything sometimes you may have spotting sometimes it's very short other times it's very light and then other times it's heavy 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 and prolonged prolonged so irregular menstru menstruation abnormal menstruation is seen with this condition and now um these are still we are still on the symptoms but you you will find that the symptoms and the complications of this disease kind of go hard in hand also the risk factors they kind of overwrap um so we're still on signs and symptoms so obesity is what another you know somebody may just be obese not because they're overeating or eating too much or eating unhealthy sometimes there could be that but anytime you see somebody eating unhealthy that is a symptom you're looking at of a much deeper problem so and that problem needs to be investigated and obviously if you want me to help do a root cause analysis of why you are eating or not eating a healthy diet i can actually do that some people think that you know they're just making bad choices but they are, they are forces they are forces that people don't understand that influence your actions you know and without understanding that you will struggle because you'll try to do a diet or you'll go on a diet and you wonder why your diet you know fail it's not the food and it's not really um that you make bad choices but there's something that is influencing you and until you know what that is it will be very very difficult to overcome it so and but once you know what it is there are actually ways to overcome this very very easily and i can show you how to do that um so we're still on signs and symptoms so another sign that some women may have is infertility they are just now getting pregnant they are trying to get pregnant but they can't get pregnant um also depression you know uh it can come as a sign and symptom of the condition like i said 70 percent of women who have this problem they are actually not diagnosed so it's very common it's more common than than we know uh, some women may start having inappropriate male features. One of them is the hair that I was telling you about, but there are also other things, other physical features that are, I'm not going to go into depth about it unless you want to know what they are, and then we can talk about it one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, oily skin. Oily skin is another one. Unwanted hair, as I did mention that, but then there is also headaches. And the headaches... um usually influenced by the hormonal changes in this condition um the women will find the progesterone which is a hormone that is needed in their body is usually low and there's a reason why it's low something else is causing it so anytime you hear uh, hormones mentioned just know that the condition can be rectified uh, so progesterone is low and androgen, which is the male hormone, it's high. So there is something going on 
and um, if we did a root cause analysis, we can um, I can help you find out exactly what it is, what's causing the problem, because something is, um, even though the something is not apparent, it is there, and I can help you. I kind of have an idea what it is, but um, I'm not gonna, cause it's not the same for everybody, so I'm not gonna mention it. I would like to uh, do a root cause analysis if you really are interested in getting to know why this is happening. Uh, diagnosis for this condition, diagnosis for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, mostly the doctor will uh, put the diagnosis down if a woman have any two of the main symptoms. What are those symptoms? High androgen levels, that is the male hormone. And we can, we can do a blood test and, and find out very easily if the androgen hormone is high. If a woman is having irregular menstrual cycles, irregular menstrual period, um, that's a major risk factor. Um, if a woman on ultrasound uh, is noted to have cysts in the ovaries, not just one, not just one cyst, but many, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So if the androgen levels are high, the woman has polycystic um, ovaries and um, irregular periods, that is enough to diagnose this problem. Now, how do we treat it? The way that the doctors treat this condition is um, trying to balance um, the hormones. They might try to give you birth control pills to regulate your menstrual cycle. Um, they might give you metformin, which is um, a type 2 diabetic medicine. And uh, this medicine will try to um, reduce inflammation in your body. Um, it actually tries to lower your blood sugar and it also helps um, your muscles to not become insulin resistant or reduce the insulin resistance in the cells to allow the insulin to get in the cells. Because um, that's also going on in the background. And, I, and I'll talk about that a little bit more when I talk about the root causes. Um, so they might give you metformin to try and regulate the insulin resistance. They also, the liver is affected because the liver is not stalling uh, blood glucose the way it's supposed to. So that medication, the metformin, works in the three areas. It works in your stomach, in your gut, uh, to allow um, not too much glucose to be absorbed. It works in your liver to make sure that your liver is stalling um, the excess blood sugar. And it also works in your muscle to reduce the insulin resistance. So you might find your doctor giving you that. Uh, the doctor might also give you a statin. Statins are um, medications that control um, high cholesterol. So you might find that a woman will be prescribed maybe a low-dose statin. Um, if a woman is trying to get pregnant, they might be given um, hormones to increase their fertility, um, cosmetics uh, procedures to remove the excess body hair in the unwanted places. Um, the doctor might also give them hair growth inhibitors to prevent the excess hair in, 
inappropriate places or too much hair in unwanted areas. So all these um, symptom management procedures can be done. Now with this condition, it actually requires a multi-system approach. If you have a good doctor, most likely the general, your general doctor, the, your general doctor may refer you to endocrine and the endocrine is the hormone specialist or they might refer you to a gynecologist um, to deal with fertility issues. They might also refer you to a dietitian to um, talk with you about diet and all that. They might uh, refer you to physical therapy if that's needed um, for exercise, for so physiotherapy. And they might, if they are really, really good, and they probably have a crew what causes this problem, they also might refer you to a psychologist. And that one I actually recommend. Because um, I will explain this when you call me. How about we do that? But you do need a psychologist. Because something is wrong, like I said, but and we need to know what, what that is. Because the only person that can tell us, I can tell you something is wrong. And I already know in the area where something is wrong. But most women, either they're not very in tune with what's going on inside. So they might not be able to bring it out. And this is where a psychologist can help. But I can help you just get you started on what kind of things you need to talk about with a psychologist. And I can also help you in other areas that a psychologist cannot help. Okay, now let's talk about the root causes of PCOS. Like I said, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Doctors will tell you that this condition is not very well understood. What really causes it? They can knit it down to what it is. And this is actually where I can help. I love science because science has done a lot of good work. And it kind of makes my work very, very easy. Because all I have to look is what they have done. And I'm able to connect the dots. And then I fill in the gaps. So I, I, I understand what causes hormonal imbalance. I understand what causes insulin resistance. I understand what causes obesity. So I actually can help you with the fitting in the gaps. And then I'm going to refer you to a psychologist because there is a piece for the psychologist to, um, to address with you. Um, so, but uh, they, like I was saying, the scientists have done a really good job they do know that a combination of things are involved in why this condition comes in. One of the ones they look at is genetics. So PCOS does run in families. Um, and if there is no family history, um, that, that means that there is a genetic mutation going on for all this to happen. I can actually tell you it's very, very easy for me. When genes are involved, I know exactly what causes genetic mutation and I can know how you can fix it. I, I Not that I can know. I already know what can fix genetic mutation. So I can help you with that also. Um, the other thing they mentioned is environment. 
environmental toxins. And this is where it gets really, really interesting. So don't think it's the pollen or the toxins out, out there. I will tell you where the toxins are and where they are coming from. Most of the time, they are inside your body. Yeah. So, but we can talk more about that because I, I don't want to do a deep dive. You know, most people don't understand what's on the inside and how that stuff on the inside affects their body. So that is something I would love to do a one-on-one -on -one with you. Okay. So like I said before, polycystic literally means mini cysts that are not mature or they never mature so they never get released the follicles it just means that your body is making partially formed follicles follicles are the ones that hold the eggs in your ovaries they contain the eggs so they never get released so they turn into fluid if they stay there for a while they just turn into fluid because they are not being released. And sometimes they can bust. So it, it can actually be not a good situation if they bust. Most of the time in polycystic ovarian syndrome, they are just many, tiny, and they become fluid-like. And so they, most of the time they never bust. But the fact that they are many is not a good thing. Okay. So... That's that with that. So the scientists have um, also done some more research and they have found out with the women that, um, that have this condition, they, they either have one or two things. Now, we know the genetic one, so that's one. The second thing they found out is that those women, most of them have high insulin levels and that condition is actually called hyperinsulinemia. Hyperinsulinemia. So that is a condition where your pancreas is just producing massive insulin levels. Trying to, because um, when you see this, this happening, there is insulin resistance. Your cells or your body cells are refusing to allow insulin to open the door and allow the blood sugar to get in inside the cell. So there is that resistance. It's like um, um, somebody refusing to open the door for you. You know, you are trying to open the door from the outside and they are pushing from the inside. So that's what's going on, insulin resistance. Now, there's a reason why they are resisting it. There's always a reason behind the reason. Um, and that's something we can talk on a deep dive. So high insulin levels, we can actually measure that. Um, we can also do um, ultrasound of the pancreas to see if maybe you have tumors on the pancreas that are producing too much insulin. But there is high insulin levels, and most of the time what causes high insulin levels is insulin resistance. So the, the cells are refusing to accept insulin and the pancreas is just producing more, trying to compensate for the insulin resistance, hoping that maybe if the pancreas produces more, the, the insulin will, will allow the blood sugar to get in the cells. Basically, your body is out of balance. There is an imbalance going on, okay? 
And this insulin resistance is actually one of the risk factors for a pre-diabetic condition. It's also a risk factor for type 2 diabetes. Um, there is also something else. Now, we talked about genetics. We talked about high insulin levels. The third thing is increased male hormone, androgen. So this one, it can affect many other health um, issues besides fertility issues. It can affect, uh, it can cause metabolic syndrome. And I already went through the metabolic syndrome. I talked about what that is. So the male hormone is a little bit higher than normal. Women do have male hormone, testosterone and androgen. Androgen is, made, is produced in your the testosterone is produced in your ovaries. Your ovaries make a little bit of um, testosterone. Not, not a whole lot, but a little bit. Um, and also your adrenal glands, they make um, a hormone that is converted into androgen. So androgen is high. Androgen is the male hormone. And actually, that is the one that causes the boldness, you know, the hair loss on top of the head. It's the one that causes the inappropriate male features. It's the one that causes the acne. It's the one that causes the excessive hair growth in inappropriate places for a woman, like facial hair, um, those kind of things. So... I did say that the doctor, now I'm going to the root cause analysis of this issue and try to come as close as possible to what the problem is. So like I say, doctors do not know exactly what causes PCOS. So if they don't know what exactly causes it, it will be difficult, if not impossible, for them to help you with getting rid of it because you need to get rid of it. You just don't want treatment. You want to get rid of the disease. But I, I have no issue for you to get treatment. You do need treatment while you work on the other issues because the other issues may take a little bit of time to process and understand them and then apply the information that you learn. So they do believe that... Um, like I said before, genetics are involved, insulin resistance is involved, low-grade chronic inflammation, and we saw that also happening with pre-diabetic condition. These diseases are all related. It's only that they present themselves very differently. Um, with some women, if this is a um, huge issue, Sometimes they could be having high levels of inflammation. And I, I, that's actually one thing. I can tell you in one sentence what causes inflammation. So not to worry about that. I can tell you in one sentence what causes it. I can tell you in one sentence what causes um, genetic mutation. And I can tell you in one sentence what causes insulin resistance. And actually, I've already told you partially told you that insulin resistance is caused because your cells are refusing to allow insulin to get in. And there is a reason behind the reason. So that, that is what I'm going to say for the deep dive. Now, 
So we see either high level or low grade inflammation, depending on where the symptoms are. Sometimes it could be high, and when it's high, you have severe symptoms. When it's low, you have just mild symptoms, but they are still there. The, the hormonal imbalance also, and I told you the hormones that are involved, low progesterone and high androgen. And then I say that androgen can cause metabolic syndrome, which can increase your risk of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, strokes, endometrial cancer. And I've done a podcast on endometrial cancer. Please go back and listen to it because some of the things I touched on about your menstrual cycle, um, I touch on in in that podcast. Um, it can also cause depression because of whatever is going on. And this is where I need the psychologist to talk with you because there is something going on. And we absolutely do not want to end up with you becoming depressed over the long run. You know, in the long term, we don't want you coming down with cancer or coming down with depression. Uh, also, sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is a condition that affects a lot of women who are overweight or obese, but it's actually caused by the same things that are causing the PCOS. So with that, I am done. I pray that I said something that can help you, can be of benefit to you. And if you need to get in touch with me, I will give you... um my email which i never check i check it like once maybe once a week it's um alice monia at hotmail.com it's an old email but i still maintain it if you send me um an email i will get it at some point in time but the best and the quickest way to get a hold of me um, for the time being until I get a website where I can just give you my website and you can go in and get my contacts is through Facebook. Just Google my name, Alice Munoz, NP. Sometimes I use the word NP, which starts for nurse practitioner. You will find my post most of the time I'm posting on health issues, um, posting about my books. So that's how you're going to know me. So if you send me inbox me on facebook uh i look at my uh, my um facebook account probably twice a day and i'll be able to get your message um until then stay tuned because sometime towards the end of april early march i'm gonna be doing a webinar which will be a, a deep dive into some of the things that cause um cause us to get sick there are five. I have identified five things that make us sick. In PCOS, the number one thing that I identified, and that's what we're going to talk on the deep dive, can cause problems. Number two and number three. So those two, I would be talking about it, you know, come end of February. I haven't come up with a date yet, but I will come up with it soon. So you can be a subscriber to this podcast. So you stay tuned and you'll be able to know about the webinar, which will be either end of February or early March. So we're going to be doing a deep dive into the five things that make us sick. And then I have about 30 things that prevent healing. 
and I need you to be healed from this condition because the complications of this condition, and not everybody will get the complications, but they are not good. Absolutely not good. So we need to, to get you healthy to get rid of this um, issue. Okay? God bless you. And I pray that I have said something to help you because the body, the body has ability to heal itself. Okay? God bless you.